0: You're listening to a podcast on the Game Day Squad Network. Afternoon, listeners. Welcome back to the Game Day Squad NRL show. Brought to you by Game Day Squad, Australia's very first fantasy sports platform powered by the Ethereum blockchain. Today, a very special episode as we are introducing our NRL fantasy scoring system. Also, first time with the vids on. Joined here by Praneet, one of the uh, one of the boys here. Praneet, how you doing? Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to talk some fantasy. No mate, too right. Good to uh, good to see you. But uh, before we get any further, just give the uh, give the listeners and the viewers maybe a bit of an intro to yourself and your favourite team who you support.
1: So yeah, massive NRL uh, fan. Love coming from actually NRL Fantasy in particular, but have touched a little bit on Supercoach in the BBL format. And for my team, it's got to be the Eels, you know. Uh, I'm a diehard Eels fan. i love to see them. Hopefully they get a the premiership. But, you know, I'm, hope, I'm just expecting to have my hopes disappointed once again, you know. Yeah, you're fair, mate.
0: Oh, well, tough uh, Tough life in the day of an Eels supporter. <laughs> but, um, but you had a pretty good NRL Fantasy finish last year too in 2021, yeah? You went pretty well.
1: Yeah, finished 31st in the end. So, really holding those trades late yeah. late in the back end of the season really helped me out. I know a lot of people burnt through those trades on their, you know, centres or some of their halves getting injured. So, it's good holding them and really helped me climb up later on.
0: Mate, I was hanging on to the edge of the top 2K. So, you, uh, <laughs> mate, you're better qualified to be talking about this sort of stuff than me, that's for sure.
1: Well, let's see in the Game Day Squad Fantasy season how we do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be, uh, there'll be some rigid competition, that's for sure. No, cool, mate. Well, um, yeah, good to have you on. And yeah, it's good to uh, we'll go through the um, I guess a bit of an intro to the game day squad uh, rugby league fantasy sports platform and give our uh, give our users a bit of an idea as to what they can expect.
1: Yeah, can't wait to hear it. So, just want to ask you a little bit about so, when someone really starts and gets onto the game day squad fantasy platform, what can they really start to expect?
0: Yeah, mate, yeah, true. So, I guess like a quick overview of the Gameplay Squad idea as a whole. Um, You know, what we are doing is kind of bringing fantasy sports onto the blockchain. Um, Now, cliche as that kind of may sound, what that really means in practice is that the, um, the players in your fantasy sports teams are gonna be NFTs. And if you hold one of the cards which relates to those players, you own it, you can do whatever you like with it. You can buy more, you can sell the ones you own, you can play them in your team. Where you can hold them on your bench um, if you want to hold on to them for years you can do that you can even delist them and in exchange get things we're calling draft tokens which you can then use to go and bring in rookies at the uh, at the start of next year um, so really the I guess the big difference between game day squad and your traditional fantasy platforms is that when you have a player in your squad you own that card you own that player and uh, yeah you can do what you please with it.
1: And so, what's the breakdown? I hear that a lot of the game-based squad and all fantasy players do get some starter packs when they really start the game. So, can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, mate, that's right. So, when you start out playing, you don't have to put any money down or anything. Uh, as soon as you go on and set up your account and register for, uh, for the Rugby League fantasy game, you get 30 free NFTs off the bat to string your team together. Um, so that's one thing we really did want to make sure was that people don't have to pay to play or even be very competitive at this game. You can turn up, keep on, hold on to your money, don't part with any coin, uh, and still have a pretty good fantasy team. So essentially, what's happening when you uh, when you register, you'll get some starter packs to cover each position you need to put forward for a team. Uh, so you're going to get your hands on three centers, three hookers, six edge forwards, six halves, six middle forwards. And six winger fullbacks as well, um, so they're all coming out in in starter packs. Um, so you'll be able to rip them open from uh, for, from day one, which uh, hopefully that's coming pretty soon. We're targeting end of Feb. Yeah, it's
1: great to hear. So you're going to have a little bit of depth in each position, you know, really allow uh, some of those injuries like we had last year, which was just destroyed a lot of the NRL fantasy and super coach tech for teams.
0: Yeah, too right, too right. And you know the laws of probability are going to do their thing. So in those starter packs, you could strike gold and land. Tommy Turbo or Cleary or Brian Toto or someone like that, but you know you mightn't be so lucky, and you might get your hands on a bit of a fringe first grader or someone who comes off the bench. Um, so yeah, we wanted to make sure that everyone's got a bit of depth, just so you can put forward a decent team from day one without having to part with any cash. Um, you know, we really want to make this game available to the masses here. So yeah, hopefully people um, people dive in head first and get their hands on some uh, on some free NFTs. Yeah.
1: And I just wanted to move a little bit now more to scoring. So, this is what we're here for today. I want to talk to you about what the changes are with Game Day Squad and how it's different from a lot of the different other platforms.
0: Yeah, mate. So, it's, um, the scoring system we've set up is pretty unique, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, you and I both, we've played a bit of NRL Fantasy, we've played some Super Coach 2. Um, but we did really want to change it up for Game Day Squad and just make it, I guess, a little bit more interesting and a bit, you know, in my mind, even a bit more fair. Um, and you're a bit more spicy too. So, yeah, there's a couple of things which we are changing up. Um, rule of thumb: your attacking stats are worth a little bit more, um, and on the flip side, the demerits which are associated with some of your negative plays, um, so errors, penalties, etc., um, you get docked a few more points there too. So the, the penalties are uh, are higher. Um, so, yeah. More, uh, more for scoring actions, but also more for demerits. So, should be interesting. So yeah, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. I see that penalties are at minus
1: four, errors at minus four, sin bins at minus six, and send offs are at minus twelve. So someone like a Victor Radley or someone like a Pangai Junior is really going to be affected, aren't they?
0: Yeah, well, I guess at the end of the day, it depends how they um, they adapt their their kind of play style and how how they go moving forward. Um, but yeah, looking back, you know, we've kind of crunched the numbers here, and players like your pain guys and your Radleys and your Matt Lodge who do have a penalty or two in them, um, you know they don't they get sent off every now and then too. That really won't be helping your team score if you've got um, if you've got too many blokes like that in, in your team. Um, you know on the flip side, tries. I mean they're worth more points now. So in our game, tries are worth ten points, whereas traditionally they were worth eight. Um, also offloads. You know they they're a good scoring mechanism for some of those forwards too. They can rely on them. Um, they're still getting metres gained, they're still making tackles, which is good. Um, but yeah, if you're those volatile, um, volatile players which do have a penalty or two in them, um, yeah, mate, you don't want to have too many of them in your side, that's for sure.
1: And one really interesting one is I really like the kicking metre change that you've made. So you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, can do. So, um, you know, obviously kicking metres in traditional fantasy terms has been a, um, a pretty important way for halves to rack up points. Um, So last year with NRL Fantasy, we saw halves getting one point for every 20 kicking metres. But, you know, we saw some games where, you know, like Jake Aberrillo or, you know, Cleary came on the scene and and they were kicking like four, five, six, seven hundred metres in a game. Uh, Just absolutely cleaning up points. And if you had those guys in your team, awesome. Um, Now, we have wanted to kind of, I guess, reel that in a little bit, so we're giving out one point for every 30 kick metres so I guess, yeah logic behind that is just to try and stop those kicking metres from being too overpowered Um, it's saying that for halves, you know they're they're an important part of the team, they're an important part of NRL in real life too Um, and your kicking game is so important, like it goes a long way to, uh, you know a good kicking game, goes a long way towards winning a footy contest, so yeah, we've we've wanted to reward it, but we have reeled um reeled that in a bit. So you know your halves which are kick meters dependent, um, they are gonna need to find some other ways to to score in the in the Game Day Squad system.
1: Yeah, and, and I noticed you've opened up a couple of different avenues. You've had the four strapouts, which have gone up as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um you know, here at here at Game Day Squad where I maybe mean, we did identify that there were a few stats in traditional fantasy terms which just weren't being rewarded properly for the sort of impact they do have on a game um, forced dropouts are resulting in repeat sets um, that was a prime example of that so we've um, yeah we've boosted the points with that a little bit we've gone from 2 to 3 which um, which is good and you know you'll really start to see teams who have halves which know the importance of building pressure and can put it on the toe in the end goal and get a repeat set or two um, you know they'll really start to score worthwhile points for your team so if you can get a few of those mature halves that so we're talking about, your yeah, Cherry Evans, your yeah, Cleary, um, you know, even Fogarty, he loves a repeat set or two. So yep. those um, those sort of mature halves who know a lot about building pressure, um, if you've got them in your teammate, you'll be laughing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And one of the key changes that's going to affect everyone is the missed tackle change. So it's gone from minus two in traditional fantasy to minus three here. And so how do you feel that that's going to play out for different positions?
0: Yeah, mate, it's a good, good question. Um, you know, we're starting to see NRL and, and the game itself just become so much quicker. Um, the With the rule changes the, the NRL have made, they're almost doing everything they can to increase fatigue. Um, and as a result, we're seeing more missed tackles. Now, those missed tackles often are becoming the uh, the difference maker in a tight context, um, you know, particularly in the late stages of the game. So... Essentially, if you've got players that miss tackles and you know can be a bit of a turnstile on the uh, on on the paddock in your fantasy team, that won't be helping you out too much. Um, now, halves we're seeing get targeted a lot from you know your big forwards. It's always been a strategy send like you know your big boppers like Payne Haas running straight at little halves. Um, the and... Sam Walker game last year, hey? Eh? Yeah, yeah, too right, too right. And like that strategy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but you know, halves probably are going to lose some points as a result of that. Um, also, your edge forwards who can miss a tackle here and there, your centres too, who can miss a tackle. Um, you know, they're probably not going to fare too well from um, from that real change. But, you know, on the flip side, I think with the way that we've kind of adjusted um, our approach to, you know, attacking stats, I think we might see it balance out. And your centres and, you know, some of your your wingers in particular who haven't been that fantasy relevant in the past, um, given that they do rely on those attacking stats so much. Um, You know, having boosted those a bit, uh, we'll start to see those players become like a little bit more relevant in in fantasy terms too. So yeah, we're thinking it's gonna um, even the playing field a bit between positions on the park, which should be good.
1: Yeah, uh, one of the unique ones actually, which um, traditional fantasy games don't really touch as much, is the difference between the one point and the two point field goal. So, do you want to touch on the changes you've made here?
0: Yeah, yeah, can do. So, in NRL fantasy term well, in NRL fantasy, um, you know they're only recognising one point, one point field goals as uh, as a scoring action, um, and I think yeah, usually they were worth five points or, or something like that. Um, now that you know, personally, I thought that was a bit. Bit weird because obviously a field goal's worth one point, um, but conversions are worth two, uh, and they'd only get you two fantasy points. Um, now, in saying that, they often do come in game-winning scenarios, and they are harder to hit, um, like particularly when you've got, you know, angry forwards with steam blowing out there is coming after you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can kind of see why they were um, set the way they were, but you know, two-point field goals were introduced recently in the NRL, and it's just been a complete. Game changer there. So with um, for one point field goals, we're dishing out four points, and for two point field goals, we're dishing out six. Um, so we are, you know, we are expecting that field goals are going to be a, um, you know, I guess an option for teams looking to kind of close out a match or, or really kind of hang on at the death. Um, we're probably not going to see too many of them, but you know, if you've got players like Adam Reynolds who can hit two-point field goals uh if you've got them in your team not complaining like it's uh it's going to become a good scoring avenue for those sort of guys so
1: yeah it'll be interesting especially with reynolds and now not as competitive a team in the broncos He might have more opportunities to really hit those two-point field goals
0: yeah they might be relying on him a bit eh?
1: yeah but yeah that's that's all we have for today it's been a interesting introduction into nr fans uh game day squad nr fantasy scoring and We'll have a link in the description on a blog. I know Gus wrote a really good blog on just detailing a little bit more on the changes and why I've made them. So that'll be in the description below. But anything else you want to say, Gus?
0: Yeah, mate, no, good point bringing up the blogs. I think, um, you know, obviously you've wrote, written a few really good ones. Um, and if you are interested in finding, you know, about out about certain positions, we're going to jump on a pod and, and talk about it a bit more in depth. But prenate has gone in and wrote some really good blogs on, uh, on players in certain positions. I think he's uh, his hooker one was pretty good because there's uh, slim pickings this year in terms of uh, elite hookers in fantasy terms. Uh, but jump on, check him out. Um, mate, question for you. Might, uh, might wrap it up after this one, but I guess any players in particular that you're really wanting to go after with your Game Day Squad team?
1: Well, I think the really interesting strategy with Game Day Squad fantasy is the fact you can hold them year on year. So... It's the rookies. It's the rookies that you can kind of see upcoming and really rising, not on everyone else's radar yet. Those ones I really want to build my squad for two or three years down the track. So someone like a Jack Howarth, you know, who signed a big five year deal with the Storm when he's barely played a first grade game. Someone like a Selwyn Cobo, you know, these type of players, Jaden Campbell even, you know, these big superstars that are just coming into their own right now. I really want to pick on pick up them so you know I can hold them and really have them later on.
0: Yeah, too right, mate. Well, you know, wishing you, uh, wishing you the best of luck when you're ripping open those packs.
1: Yeah, hopefully, might even do it on stream if we can.
0: Oh, mate, we'll have to once we've uh, yeah. once we've got the ability to do so. We'll be doing that for sure. Yeah, and next up, next time we'll have a
1: fullback podcast. Where we'll go through a little bit of a preview on different fullbacks, the top tier ones, some of the traps, and you know, some of those cash, um, some of those unique clicks and unique players that you know, it can really build your squad and be a unique point of difference. So that's what we'll be going through next time.
0: Good stuff. Now, well, sounds good, mate. Look forward to it and uh, cheers for jumping on. Cheers. Have a good one, everyone. Take care.